Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming up on today's show, we have another Starfield delay. Microsoft and Sony are back at it. And I have some Resident Evil shenanigans to tell you about. everyone and welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm one of your hosts, Brittany Brombacher, alongside the gorgeous, lovely, stunning, magnificent Rihanna Emanuel Pena. Oh my goodness, some blushing, Brittany, oh, on International girl. Women's Day. <laughs> you are, oh yeah, happy International Women's Day to you. Happy I've seen all of the Women's lovely Day. posts out there celebrating the amazingness that is women, that are women, that forever will be women. Amen. Amen to that. Andrea is unfortunately sick. So I told her she needed to keep her beautiful butt in bed. And uh, I think Rhea agrees with that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's there's lots of, as I said before, a cacophony of coughs at the Drake household. A cacophony household. of coughs, you witty. <laughs> See, this is why you're one of the best parts of Fridays. You get to listen to you and your, your wittiness. Yeah, so we have a fun show. I think it'll, if I can anticipate, I think it'll be on the shorter side this week. It's kind of crickets out there besides the Starfield thing. Everyone's but waiting we will for packs. I think I'm waiting for PAX. Speaking of, nicely done. We do have PAX East coming up in two weeks now at this point. Holy crap. So our panel will be Friday, March 24th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. And we're still planning out a casual little shindig so we can get together with some of the What's Good Games listeners. Because we'll be there. And listen, we're all overdue for some community whiskey. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll have more information on that soon. And when we do, we will be sure to post it on all of the social channels. And we'll talk about it here, too. But for now, I want to thank this month's Patreon producer. Chewy's Godson, Alex Rogopoulos, Ferris Atia, Justin Fosheep, Hunctified, and welcome to the Patreon community, John Kivas and Decime. Thank you so much for supporting what we do on patreon.com slash what's good games. We have a lot of fun with our community and we hope you will join us. Speaking of, we have some new podcast reviewers and y'all made me laugh this week. Okay, so first we have E. Cartman, 747-6483. What Eric Cartman is doing listening to our show, I don't know. I mean, is he technically still a child or has he adulted by now? I think he's probably still a child, which makes sense because we yeah. always make those top shows for our teens. <laughs> Somehow we always make those lists. We also have a review from Anita LR who mentioned they want to get into the industry and that they listen to our show. And I want to wish you the best of luck in your ventures in this industry. And as always, let us know if you have any questions about anything, if we can help you with that journey, learn from our mistakes. <laughs> let us help you. <laughs> uh, we also got a five-star review from Chris Costaris who says, because you talk about Yakuza a lot, you're women and you want everyone to be treated equally 
which I thought was like the best legacy we could ever be left. Also, thank you, Manfin, Zeke1020, and Kaylin O'Connell, who says, I'm dropping five stars like you asked. So, Brittany, you should definitely play one, some Legend of Dragoon, or at least mention if you played it back in the day. I wanted to say, I unfortunately have not played more than maybe five minutes of Legend of Dragoon. Re, have you? No. Okay. I don't think so, but I had to ask. Uh, I will say, though, it was one of my grandma's favorite games. So Ooh. you can't be mad at me because of my grandma. <laughs> uh-huh. And this week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN, Honey and MeUndies. But we will tell you more about that later because we have some Starfield news to talk about. We do. Uh, if I could take this one, I'm really yes. excited because I literally just watched the video. So it is two minutes and 14 seconds of Starfield goodness. And mm. I got to say... I have mixed feelings about what I saw. But let me read the piece from IGN first. So Bethesda has delayed Starfield once again. Originally, we surmised that it would be coming out sometime in June, thanks to the wonderful marketing around the Xbox and Bethesda showcase we saw last year. However, now it is firmly planted on September 6th, 2023. So everyone else, move your dates. (laughs) IGN goes on to say (laughs) in this official launch date announcement trailer, Todd Howard confirms that the highly anticipated game will release this year. And quote, we have poured ourselves into this game. And even I'm surprised how much we can pour. It is large. (laughs) We're playing the game all the time, he explained. And what was really cool in the video is that you saw one of the lead developers actually playing the game and a few over-the-shoulder shots of some clips, which I will get into in a second. But then he goes on to say, there's so much that we still have to show you. The game has many of the hallmarks you expect from us, but it is also a very unique experience. So... First off, Brittany, you've watched this, right? I have. What were your first thoughts on it? So my first thoughts. So I have been in the camp of I'm excited about Starfield because it's the first new IP that we've gotten like what over 20 years from Bethesda. I think that's exciting. Obviously, we've known about Starfield for well, like 10 ish years now, I feel like. (laughs) And so a lifetime, (laughs) a lifetime. It's been a lifetime. And so I'm in this camp of like, yo, like I'm excited for this. It's a Bethesda game. But the last footage we saw, not today's, but some a while ago I gotta say a lesson by excitement for it because I've never been someone who's been super jazzed about space I'm more of like your medieval fantasy give me dragons and orcs kind of girl and this game just looks like it's grounded in more reality than it is fantasy not so much of a of a mass effect but more of like a I don't know what the fuck is the opposite of mass effect whatever not mass <laughs> effect and so okay that's where I've been I saw the footage today and I got more excited about it mm. because I saw some weird shit in there yeah. I saw well, some tell weird me about larva that weird things. shit. Yeah. Oh, man. I saw some weird shit. There was some weird, like, larva thing with a bunch of pointy fucking teeth. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, coming at the, the the dude. And, like, I thought that looked terrifying. So, okay, I'm in automatically because of that. And then there were some space dinos yeah. that I saw. Right? Some and I saw necks. a little bit more. Long necks. I saw some uh, more, more color, I feel like, in the footage that we saw today. And some weird, like, doors with weird mechanisms. And I don't know, if is that dungeon crawling or space crawling? I don't know. I'm more curious. I'm not like panty wedding, like fucking get me going for this game like I am some others, but I'm excited for it for those reasons. But what about you? Because you said you're you have feelings. I have feelings and my panties remain dry. However, I am more open to playing this. So way back when when we first heard of this game, sounded cool. Like, oh, neat. Bethesda. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Then we saw more. And as you said, I began to get less excited. I'm not a person who plays games for 
for thousands of hours of gameplay. It actually stresses me out quite a bit when there's too much to see in a game because I am a completionist and I feel like I'm missing things. And if I'm not able to get to them, then I'm not getting the full experience and that makes me bummed. And also, I don't like feeling lonely when I play games. Uh, You know, for for folks who've heard me talk, I I talk a lot about multiplayer games. I really mm -hmm. love like team competitive shooters, especially. Even when I'm playing a puzzle game, I'm usually watching tutorial or working alongside somebody either next to me or or following somebody online. The gameplay is about connection for me. Mm. And when I see ads for Starfield, or at least before today, they looked very, very lonely and very barren. I'll just go ahead and say maybe not like No Man's Sky 1.0 barren, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just like a lot of like walking around on your own. There's some dialogue. There's some NPCs that we've seen, but it it felt very much like a solo adventure and, you know, the empty vastness of space, which is kind of scary. So I wasn't as excited. After today, I'm more intrigued and Mm. fighting enemies is (laughs) strangely a way for me to feel more connection because it's not just like I'm walking around in a forest and there's nothing here you know what I mean like there's so something to fight to shoot. so there's at least another creature here with me and maybe I'll kill it and then I'll be alone but at least I had the shared experience right so I'm still very mixed on Starfield like I know I'm gonna play it yeah. Like, obviously. And I know I'm going to enjoy the discourse and everybody being excited about the new shiny game. But I've still yet to see what will be the hook for me. Somebody who loves story, yes, but also loves sharing gaming experiences. So hopefully there's more details about that to come. Obviously, we have a few more months than we expected to wait for it. But yeah, I'm not sure. I'm still on the fence. And as I said, yeah. dry panties. Yep, dry panties and mine are, mine are a little moist, if okay. you will. <laughs> oh wait, where's my clicker? God damn. Like this a three out of five. <laughs> uh, I'm also just like still losing it at your idea of companionship. Even if it's a creature you have to shoot and kill. It's You're better like, than nothing, right? <laughs> Poor Danny. He doesn't know what's coming his way. <laughs> it's like, I'm so glad you're here. I may have to kill you, but good to see you. <laughs> I know, right? Love it. Marriage, marital bliss over here. Um, here's the setting for Starfield because even though we've gotten some info on it, I, I'm not like paying super close attention to it just because, mm-hmm. again, it's going to come when it comes and I know I'm going to play it regardless. So the setting is set in an area that extends outward from the solar system for approximately 50 light years called the Settled Systems. Around the year 2310, the two largest factions in the game, the United Colonies and the Freestar Collective, engage in a conflict called the Colony War. The game takes place 20 years after that war, with major factions enjoying an uneasy peace. The player assumes the role of a customizable character who is a member of the Constellation, an organization of space explorers. It can be played in first or third person perspectives. Interesting. So it sounds like you'll be brokering some peace, maybe. Who could say? Who's to say? I I really hope that the next thing that I see, or at least something that I see between now and September, is more of that narrative, more of the other characters Mm -hmm. you're going to be meeting. Like, I really want to know, like, what about this world is going to excite me as somebody who likes connection and community? I feel like this would be a good game for, if it is kind of lonely, as you were saying, for a a companion of some sort. You know, like you have your Mimir and God of War, for example, right? Like, some Someone that, I don't know, always keeps you entertained. But I know that's usually not. 
don't think that's usually Bethesda's style. They're pretty solo yeah. adventure yeah, which is so why I haven't fallen solo, in love with Fallout. So Solo in space. I also thought it was interesting that we got confirmation of the Xbox showcase that's going to happen on June 11th as well. And then again, the Starfield thing happens right after that. And hearing this actually makes me more jazzed for that showcase because I feel like if they didn't have anything somewhat meaty to show off, they wouldn't have dedicated an entire showcase to Starfield after that one. Yeah. You know, so it makes me feel like there's going to be like one big thing at least at that showcase. So that has me all excited. I want to know where the hell is Fable? What's going on with State of Decay 3, Hellblade 2? Like, we're due for some updates. I don't yeah. even care if these games don't come out until next year. Just give us an update. Yeah. Please. Lots of questions. A, Let's see some more questions. gears. Oh, yeah. More gears. Like, just give us the games. That's fine. Yeah. Going on to the next piece of news about Sony. This is this is kind of an interesting one. And I'm actually going to ask you some questions about it after okay. Because I feel like you are the queen of playing games online with people. A concept that is very foreign to me. <laughs> so this comes from The Verge. Sony releases new PS5 update with Discord integration, 1440p improvements, and more. So Sony has released a new PS5 update that includes the highly anticipated Discord integration. Version 7 of the PS5 software is available for all consoles right now. PS5 owners will be able to use the Discord app on mobile or PC to transfer a Discord call to their console. The integration is sleek. Once a call has been transferred, you can see your friends across Xbox, PC, and elsewhere in a call, and it exists on the PS5 dashboard like a party in a separate app until you terminate the call. Only voice calls are supported right now. So my main question for you after, like, before we go ahead, is how do you primarily do your party chat when you're playing online games? It depends on the game. So a game like Fortnite that has actually pretty stellar native party chat, I tend to just stay in game chat. Mm. Or at least game chat with um, only friends can hear me and I can only hear friends. When we're playing a game with less than stellar game chat, Discord is the go-to. It's definitely what we use as our default. Okay, because I'm trying to play some online stuff right now with Jason. And I mean, we are playing like Wolong and Wild Hearts, but we just use the native Xbox party chat. You mm -hmm. know, the thing where you're like, oh, you make a party and you talk, blah, blah, blah. But we have a lot of issues with it. Like we're, our voices are constantly cutting out for one another. And I understand there's a natural delay. That's fine. But it's, you know, I'll hear him talking. But then in my headset, it's just silence. And then he like cuts in <laughs> mid-sentence. And I'm like, am I, are we doing something wrong here? Do you ever have that issue? Or is that just like a weird, we're using the same Wi-Fi thing? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't ever yeah. tried it in the same. No, I have. I've tried it in the same household. Yeah, it cuts out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's just, that's just normal then. And it's 2023 and party chat is still very hard. Technology is hard, friends. That's the takeaway from all of this. Whatever is fine. I could just call him on my phone, but then I can't hear the sweet, sweet sound effects in my ear through my headset, and then I would be sad. Um, the article also goes on to talk about the 1440p mode with this update. It has been expanded with variable refresh rate enabled to add smoother visual performance in games. This is interesting. Sony is improving its voice command support with this new update. So PS5 owners in the US and UK can now say, hey, PlayStation, capture that to save a video clip of their gameplay. You can even ask for custom time clips with a command like capture the last five minutes. Okay, so this that's is, really cool. Isn't that, it reminds me of um, the Kinect. Yeah. Back when you used to be able to yell at it and be like, hey, Kinect, capture that or whatever. Oh my gosh, the yeah. Is. Hey, Xbox, record that. I use yeah, that that's what it was. so often and I miss it. And now I have to press a button, which is too much work. So 
I often I forget to do it or miss it because I've, I've waited it, too long. Dude, like seriously. And, you know, when we are reviewing a game ahead of its release and sometimes you don't get like really good B-roll footage, you have to capture your own footage. And thankfully, now these consoles have this ability to record footage, you know, in game through its hardware. It makes it easier. But yeah, like sometimes it's like, okay, you got to push a button. Then you have to go back here. Okay, I want to record the last like three minutes or the last like two minutes, you know. So I kind of, I forgot you can talk to your controller. And I think this would make it a little bit more enjoyable, a little more easy of a process. Yeah. And I'm glad they're finding more functionality for for that microphone in the controller because they spent all the money putting it in there, you know, like give it something to do. Give it something to do. Give it a job. Make some money. Pay for your own bills. Okay, I'm going off the rails here. Sony's <laughs> also improving the social aspects of the share screen feature and party chats inside the PS5 with the new Friends Who Play tile now appearing. So that's kind of fun. And they're making it easier for games to access and load PS4 save data on PS5. So Thank that's God. nice. <laughs> right? I know. And then via IGN, they added the other noteworthy noteworthy thing included in the PS5 firmware update is that PS5 owners that own a game's physical disc can now use the same disc installation to play the digital copy without inserting the disc into their console. So no insertion needed. (laughs) That's great. We love options. I love shows with you. <laughs> yeah, so hey, like, you know what? Good for you, Sony, for improving that that console. Hopefully someday it makes you tons of money. We have more news coming up ahead, but first, a word from this week's sponsor. This episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Going online without ExpressVPN is like changing while leaving your window wide open. You might not have anything to hide, but why give someone a chance to invade your privacy? Now, why might you need a VPN? Well, did you know that when you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. Not only that, they then can legally sell this information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who then use that data they collected to target you. But when you use ExpressVPN, you can browse more anonymously. That means ISPs won't be able to see your online activity because your identity is shrouded by a secure VPN server. Also, your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. And it's so easy to use. Fire up the app and click one button, and that's it. Plus, it works on all devices, phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. Listen, for being a millennial, you'd think I'd be up to date on all of this stuff, but I have enough going on, and the last thing I want to worry about is whatever companies are doing with my data. I'd rather click a button and have the worry removed from my brain entirely. That's kind of my method of coping lately, and thankfully, ExpressVPN enables that. So you can secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash What's Good Games today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash What's Good Games, and you can get an extra three months free. That's three months free extra. ExpressVPN.com slash What's Good Games. Speaking of PlayStation, Sony is worried that Microsoft will sabotage Call of Duty for <laughs> this Activision acquisition, if you will, the is Activision just an acquisition. Oh man, like it's getting juicy. It is it's... just getting juicier every every week. This is better than all my reality TV shows I watch. You know, it, it's just getting good. So re- it's getting up there. It's very close to one. hashtag Scandal but we are always Team Ariana. Oh my god, are you following that? Yes, dude. <laughs> I'm about to buy a sweatshirt. I tried to get the candle, but it sold out. Yes, I am oh. absolutely on one point. On top of this story. I knew I loved you. 
That's so mm-hmm. huge. Okay, so okay. <laughs> this comes from The Verge. <laughs> Sony has laid out its concerns about Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, including a host of fears about the future of Activision's Call of Duty franchise. So a new PDF document submitted to the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, or CMA, Sony says it's worried that Microsoft could raise the price of Call of Duty, make it only available on its Xbox Game Pass subscription service, and even strategically or incidentally degrade the quality and performance of Call of Duty on PlayStation. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Please finish. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> Sony cites a specific hypothetical situation where Microsoft could release a Call of Duty game on PlayStation that has bugs and errors on the final level. Here's Sony's example in full. Buckle up, kids. Microsoft might release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors emerge only on the game's final level or after later updates. Even if such degradations could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late, by which time the gaming community would have lost confidence in PlayStation as a go-to venue to play Call of Duty. Indeed, as Modern Warfare 2 attests, Call of Duty is the most often purchased in just the very first few weeks of release. If it became known that the game's performance on PlayStation was worse than on Xbox, Call of Duty gamers could decide to switch to Xbox for fear of playing their favorite game at a second class or less competitive venue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this is this as funny to you as it is to me? It's very like, dramatic. I mean, it's so dramatic. And here's the thing is like, listen, like, of course, when a game releases multi-platform, some platforms are just going to work better. And it's not like a constant flow to this thing. It's just sometimes a game works better on one platform than another. And like, that's the way it is. Technology is hard. Making games is hard. But to say that, like... They would purposefully, like, let bugs, le- like, live on or fuck up the, the. I don't know. It's just, it's absolutely hilarious to me because if there's one thing I've learned that the gaming community has, it is time. It is time to break <laughs> down all of these differences. It, it, could you imagine the backlash that would happen if this actual, if this was, if these things actually happened, it would be documented. There would be receipts. There would be Bibles written about it, and it would come front facing. And you know who would suffer from that would be Microsoft and Activision, mm-hmm. right? Like, so this would never happen on a level that I think they are they are building up in their head, right? It, I think it's if anything overblown. <laughs> Right. If anything were to happen, maybe some little fixes here and there might be prioritized on Xbox because of obvious reasons. But it's not like they're going to let a game be broken because I think they also forget Microsoft would then own this game. And what good is it going to do them to release a broken game when every copy of the game sells it's more money in their pocket? I don't know. It's a bit silly. And I, I understand needing to make an argument to get what you want. Obviously, that is a thing people need to do in business. However, I can't imagine it is a statistically significant amount of people who would play a game to its completion, find that the later levels were not as fun on one console, then throw it away and go get the other console in order to play the game again. It's not just to not. Most games are never finished anyway. It's like, not how game play no. works. <laughs> I know, and, and I think that's. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think to someone who doesn't know the industry, right? They see this blurb and they think, "Holy shit, this is a very valid point." We should absolutely consider this. But from someone, you know, as as people who work in the industry and as, you know, p- listeners of this show, I mean, we, all of us know, like, this isn't how it happens. Like, this isn't 
business. And so it's uh, at least on a scale that's as, as front facing as Activision and Xbox. Like maybe, you know, some of your smaller titles, maybe there's some, you know, shady inner workings because it doesn't have much of a spotlight on them. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to claim to know everything. But I know as like a game as large as this, this would be there would be history books written about this if that if this is actually like what happened on a day to day basis. It's like people who say we get paid for game reviews. Yeah. Now, now Sony oh. did bring up a valid point here later in the piece where they said that they're worried about Microsoft keeping Call of Duty on Xbox Game Pass, not letting Sony offer the title on its own PlayStation Plus service. Valid reason to, to call something out. Conversely, in its own filing to the CMA, Microsoft says that any COD game in a Microsoft multi-game subscription is eligible for inclusion in Sony's multi-game subscription service at the same time and for the same duration. So let's read that last part. It would be eligible for inclusion at the same time and for the same duration. There's no first on Xbox Game Pass. There's no first at Xbox at all. They've mm -hmm. stated this. They have to keep their word. There's no reason to worry about it. If they don't do it, then you can sue them. <laughs> like, that is just, they've said you can have the game. And uh, the article continues to go on. But yeah. Sony clearly isn't happy with the licensing or terms for pricing. The document is heavily redacted, of course. But Sony says the terms would commercially destroy Sony Interactive Entertainment's multi-game subscription business model. So uh, we all want to see Game Pass succeed. We all want to see PlayStation Plus succeed. Nobody's saying that either one shouldn't get any content. However, if one party is saying, don't worry. We'll give you the stuff. We'll sign legal documentation saying we'll give you the stuff. It is weird to then say we're worried you won't give me the stuff. Right? That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's happening. It is getting, like you said, juicy scandal, like 2.0 <laughs> over here. But we need we need a fancy name for this. Yeah. Well, I got very heated. I appreciate you keeping your calm, cool, and collected manner. And I mean, at the end of the day, so you'll well. play Call of Duty wherever you want to play it. Like that's that's, that's at the end of the day, Activision wants that. Xbox clearly also wants that. It shouldn't yep. matter where you play the game. It doesn't. And eventually this will all be behind us. It will. And then we'll look back on this and we'll hopefully laugh and chuckle. Um, but no, it's, it's again, I think it's a pretty just kind of fascinating thing to watch unfold in front of us because now it's kind of becoming like people tr just trying to win over the public and sway an opinion that way. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see how that kind of. I, I want to stop talking about this story, Ree, but it just keeps nice. popping up. I know yeah. it just keeps popping up. It's like the first um, studio that was ever acquired by anyone, apparently. <laughs> I know. Gosh, no shit. And they're like, please don't take our, don't take our call of duty. You know what it reminds me of, Ree? It reminds mm. me of a, of like a, a nature documentary where you have mm. like a female animal of sorts, and you have these like a female baboon. Why not? Let's just go with baboons. And then you have these two male baboons who are just like fighting over her. And oh, she's yeah. just sitting there. But the female baboon in this case is Call of Duty. And you got the two male baboons. It's like Xbox and, pl and PlayStation. And they're just like fighting over her. And she's just sitting there like looking at her nails, like looking all hot and shit. She's like, who's going to get me? My mind is weird. That's, I don't know. You're a hot baboon. <laughs> And that's her show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the nature documentary of What's Good Baboons. Moving on to something a little bit more <clears throat> happy. Please. A little more joyful is what I'll say. Yeah, okay. So we have some Capcom and Resident Evil-y things to talk about. Mm. So as expected, because that's just the way things mostly go on this show, um, there is a Capcom spotlight coming up this week. But of course, it is happening the day after we record. So unfortunately, we will not be able to really cover it. But just, you know, a little heads up in case you're like, oh, I haven't had the chance to, to watch that yet. It is happening Thursday, March 9th at 2.30 p.m. Pacific. And we know for sure we're going to see 
news on the Resident Evil 4 remake, the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective, and Exo Primal. And it is hosted by Susie the Sphere Hunter and Roombi. Susie, I don't know Roombi at Actually, I don't know any Roombi's work. I just followed her on Twitter today because she looks amazing. <laughs> but just speaking about the Sphere Hunter, man, that girl knows her Resident Evil. She has some of the best long-form documentaries on all the Resident Evil games. And if you have any interest in watching that stuff like me... 100% check out her channel. Nice. Super thorough. Oh, yeah. Shout she's, out to Sphere Hunter. Oh, she's so, so good. Anyway, yeah. So if I had to just make a few quick predictions, I would say I'm assuming we're going to be getting that Resident Evil 4 remake demo. Mm. I think it's going to just be like, oh, today. Because um, they're doing a pre-show. I don't know if I mentioned that already. And then the actual show itself. And I think in total, it's going to be about 45 minutes for both. So yeah, I'm assuming we're going to get a Resident Evil 4 remake demo. So that'll be really fun. Um, you know, I'm excited for a lot of other folks to get the chance to play it. Because, you know, what I played in Jan- January, no November. I don't know this time. Yeah, it was great. And hopefully y'all get the chance to do that too before it releases in just a few weeks. But yeah, I mean, there's other stuff. We could talk about Exoprimal, which is an interesting, like, it's a game where you shoot prehistoric animals and dinosaurs, kind of like Monster Hunter, but it's okay. more fast, more fast-paced, Oh, is my understanding. And you get to change your exosuits, like, on the fly, and that's essentially your class. Cool. And it's mostly, here, it says right here, this is from Game Rant, dropping into a match puts players on a fairly linear path in which they must complete different objectives, like collecting items or going to a specific point on the map. Two teams of five compete to see who can finish their tasks the fastest hmm. and the game sometimes pits teams directly against each other i like that so, that sounds yeah, fun a fun interesting little little twist on some competitive multiplayer but anyway i hope it's a great show have fun future selves <laughs> she, she had <laughs> hope a we love it time. <laughs> yeah and other good news is now we will be able to enjoy the final resident evil 4 remake because Capcom is fixing the rain. This is okay. a this, <laughs> Reed, this is a real thing. This caused like a lot of, of kind of silly drama. And they actually they being the community dubbed it Raingate. Listen, oh. it's a slow news week. It's a wait, very wait, slow news what's week. wrong with the rain? So the rain. So there's a part in the game where you leave with Ashley, who is the president's daughter that you're trying to find. And the footage that we saw in a preview from Game Informer showed them out at night late and it was raining. But And that was some of the cloudiest rain I've ever seen. So it looked like a whole bunch of wide ass drops just falling from the sky. And so it was very distracting and it, it would look really bad. Like the rain, will. It, I mean, it was, it sounds like a weird thing the, when I'm saying it to nitpick about, but I have to admit, like it was, it was not great. I mean, and I so, get it. I said it's a slow news week. Anyway, so <laughs> a lot of people had their panties in a bundle over this, but um, James Berg from Press Start talked to Hirabayashi Yoshiaki, producer, and the producer said, we've seen everyone's reaction to the rain effects and we are working on a day one patch to make adjustments. So good news. The game isn't ruined. The rain will be adjusted. I feel like there's a can you stand the rain joke in here somewhere, but I won't sing it because we might get copyright struck. I mean, yeah, you're just that good. I can see that <laughs> happening. That absolutely. Uh, yeah, but some people were just like, oh, it's too annoying. And some folks really liked it. Now there's like a, a proposal going around to make the rain optional. So okay. how murky do you want your rain? Oh, it's the whole thing. Listen, we all need lives. It's like how this thick do you want your rain to <laughs> you want your ra- how many C's do you want your rain to have? Thick <laughs> you want them real big fat boy raindrops. Oh, those big fatties dropping from <laughs> little the tiny sky. petite raindrops. <laughs> how do you like your rain? <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> how wet like do you want to be? <laughs> oh god. 
Okay, in case you missed it, <laughs> Redfall will have cross-play support across Xbox, Steam, Game Pass, and the Epic Game Store. Now, Rhi, I know you were just at a preview. You can't talk about what you saw yet, but you were there. I was there, and I am excited to talk more about it when I can. Absolutely. So I just wanted to throw this in there because I thought that was a cool thing that everyone across all the platforms, unless you're Sony or Nintendo, can play together. Yay, hooray. And I'm really we looking love forward cross-play. to your coverage. Yes, and I'm looking forward to your coverage because I really wanted to go and I really wanted to be there, but it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I got I to stay home. I can feel it in my bones. So I did. <laughs> and that's going to do it for our news section. So when we come back... We're going to talk about what we've been playing, and Rhea has been playing a game that I don't even know what it is, and I'm very excited to hear about it. Stick with us. We'll be right back. second segment of the What's Good Games podcast, where we talk about what we've been playing and any preview events we have been to. But first, I want to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by Honey. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Now, I don't know about you, but when I find a good deal, I almost feel like I'm getting away with something. Like I'm saving money. I found a cheat code, if you will. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. So now imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site and if it finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Now I've talked about saving money with coupons, specifically found from Honey, let me reiterate, many times on this show. I've talked about the toy that I found my my little nephew, but I found recently an adorable pair of pajamas from a rather, you know, a little pricier uh, pajama distributor, if you will, and they were themed after one of my favorite IPs. And so I had to, had to get them, even though I didn't want to bite the bullet and pay that much money for them. I was going to, but then Honey saved me like 15 bucks and I was very thrilled and it made me feel better about my decision. And if you want to check out Honey, you should know that it doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go, which unfortunately enables me to buy more expensive pajamas for my kid who will only be in them for probably a month and then he'll grow out of them. Yay, kids. But anyway, back to Honey. So if you don't already have Honey, you could just be straight up missing out and that is not good. And by getting Honey, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting what's good games. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what's good. That's joinhoney.com slash what's good. This episode of What's Good Games is also brought to you by MeUndies. When was the last time you treated yourself to something quality? We're not calling you basic, but we get it. Sometimes it feels like quality things are out of reach. Now that MeUndies is available on the MeUndies website, Amazon, and in Nordstrom stores across the country, you don't have to choose between quality and convenience. MeUndies is offering 25% off plus free shipping on your first order when you order through their website. The undies are ripe for the taking. MeUndies, we've talked about that a lot on this show, and I can't stress to you enough just how comfortable these undergarments are. I love their underwear. I love their bralettes. I really, really love their pajamas. My husband 
husband loves their boxers. Like we are officially a me undies family and the difference is very, very noticeable. And like, listen, it's your butt. You sit on it all the time. Treat it right. You know what I mean? Shopping for me undies has never been easier. Are you in the mood to feel their famous fabric and see their bright, fun prints in person? Head to one of their select Nordstrom store locations or visit Amazon for men's and women's basics that are sure to change your underwear game. Remember, the MeUndies website is still the best way to explore all of the undies and apparel they have to offer. From men's and women's undies to joggers to socks and bralettes, there's something for every comfy need. Join the MeUndies membership and save up to 30% on most purchases. Members also get tons of other perks like early access and free shipping. To get 25% off of your first order and free standard shipping, head to MeUndies.com WGG. That's MeUndies.com WGG. The sale is only available for online online purchases. Remember, if you are not 100% satisfied, it's on us. Okay, Rhi, you have been playing Super Space Club. Yes. And I want to hear about that. But before we hop into that, just a quick update on what I've been playing because I have nothing new to say. I'm playing an embargoed game. I'm still bouncing between Like a Dragon, Ishin, Wo Long, and Wild Hearts. Mm, and what I a have trio. To say, <laughs> oh, girl, muscle memory, so bad. I pick up the controller and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, <laughs> what button does what? <laughs> it's, it's it's a terrible combination. It really is. And really, I feel like, like I've never... Given your brain, like... The biggest challenge ever with that and i promised myself i wasn't gonna do that like not only yeah the control side of it just juggling right now four four games it's what am i doing with my life um i don't couldn't tell you also my psvr2 just came in today so huge shout out to playstation for sending that my way excited to hop into it and get some coverage and you got me really excited last week yay i'm glad what are you gonna play first I think I'm going to try to, because by the time this episode comes out, Before Your Eyes, I think it's something I really want to check out. I uh, heard it's pretty pretty emotional, but yeah. like that sounds like a really fun way to kind of break in this headset. And then obviously Horizon, hearing you talk about it, and Resident Evil Village, there's so many. So why not add, you know... Three more games to my plate because four isn't enough. So that's what I what I have on my plate. But anyway, Super Space Club. What is this thing? Yeah, so Super Space Club is a okay, I'm gonna read the description from Steam here. It is a okay. lo-fi arcade space shooter to chill to. Oh. You defend a vibrant galaxy as a club of misfit heroes and battle endless waves of spacecrafts to the tune of atmospheric beats. Ooh. Outlast your enemies and vibe to the rhythm of the stars. So oh, this game is made on? by, yeah, it's it's on Steam. Okay. I played on my Steam deck mostly, and it's developed by Gram of Legend. So Gram of Legend is a friend that I follow on Twitter, indie game developer. He's also part of What's Good Kind of Funny community. So shout oh, out yeah, to Graham. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. We love Graham. We yeah. love Graham. And this game is tiny. It's easy. It's really straightforward. Think Geometry Wars with like really, really vibey music as like the, the elevator pitch I'd maybe give it. But what I really love about it is that it's super, super simple. When you go into the game, you pick a loadout, quote unquote, of the person that you want to battle as. So there's different characters. They have different types of ships. They move a little different. Some are chunkier and like, you know, a little bit more sturdy. Some are like a little bit tinier and like how thick do you want your ships? How thick you want your ship. And (laughs) they also have different (laughs) fire patterns. Um, And then you can also uh, choose your different character depending on what type of special ability you want. 
So some of the special abilities would be like you get to freeze time or at least slow it down and move a little bit faster to get away from enemies or to get close to a group of enemies really quickly. Or another one would be like it gives you a magnetic shield so it repels everything away from you for a certain amount of time. That's pretty much it. You you pick your, your ship loadout, the character you want to play as, the type of fire pattern you want, and then you go. So it's, as I said, endless waves. The goal is to get as many points as you can or beat your friends. I tried to beat Danny. I couldn't. And uh, the vibe of the game is very, very straightforward, but the music is so fucking good. <laughs> like, there are real songs. And let me actually scroll through the, the Steam page because I want to give a shout out to the actual producer yeah, of the music. Yeah, footage on it. This looks super chill. I can't find it. I think it's on the Steam page somewhere. I'll but, take a look for it. Is it the kind of um, game where you can just pick up and play for like a few minutes at a time or... Absolutely. Okay. So you can play as long as you want. If you want to go for a high score, that's like the you know the inherent goal that you'd want. And this game is only in demo form, so it may or may not still be out by the time folks are listening. But it, it's not fully released. It's coming later in 2023. But what I've played so far has just been like so incredible. So like think of it as a bullet hell. You're just trying to get a high score. You get more and more enemies as time goes on. Special enemies come out and try to ruin your day. But the music is so incredibly appealing because it's real songs. So you hear people singing and I think there's a song that was in French there was another one in English one was more like like a chill hop vibe another one was a little bit more hip-hop like that they're all very different and I cannot wait for the actual soundtrack because I want to work to these songs I want to drive to these songs like they're 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 major earworms and just so charming and and really fun and I love when a game can give you know, a, a nice like palate cleanse for the mind, like it has one set of objectives and you don't have to think too hard about it. But at the same time, you're it's really scratching that itch of like just wanting to vibe out and maybe just escape for a little bit. This is this is a case where I am OK feeling lonely playing a game because it is <laughs> it is truly delightful. So I had a really good time with the demo. Like I said, it may or may not still be up right now because I know I played over. The, I think the last weekend the demo is live, but it's coming later mm-hmm. in 2023. And again, shout out to Grandma of Legend on Twitter. Thank you for for putting this on my radar because I had a really great time with it. So I found it says Missouri-based audio duo Fat Bard provides Fat the Bard. backdrop of lo-fi beats and chill hop tunes featuring vocal artists from around the globe. Mm-hmm. Original lo-fi score from Fat Bard. Yeah, this looks this looks nice. Like I I was talking about all the games that I was playing, and they're all very you know kind of in, kind of intense games. <laughs> and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, like a game can be so charming, cute, and simple like this. And sometimes that's the experience we need. Yeah. I think (laughs) I'm due for a farming sim help. A quick little break, you know, like just (laughs) cleanse the mind. Cleanse the mind. Well, yeah. Thank you for talking about that. It's uh, I think it's always good to have a nice thora of games like that in your back pocket to look forward to, you know, just to have something chill like that. Yeah. Just, you know, while you're on the toilet or flying or whatever, you know. Oh, man. It would be better than scrolling through TikTok. Like, let me tell you that. Like, (laughs) Better for your mental also, I just got to give a shout out to whatever algorithm you have cooked up in TikTok. You're for, it is, she's literally people, she sends me the best fucking videos. And I'm like, where, how? All I'm seeing online are just like moms and shit. And I'm like, that's know. fine. But that's probably my own fault. But you have the funniest stuff that you always send me. And I appreciate it. It's a, it's a love language, sending someone TikTok videos. I think we it talked is. about that before. It's like my um, new my new gifts. Like, like gifts used to be my love language and now it's TikToks. It is. And I always was so happy when I open it up. And it's like, you have three new messages from Marie. And they're just all these like hilarious videos that I relate to. And it's like, mm, it makes me feel like you know what I like. Yay. <laughs> 
But yeah, friends, I warned you at the top of the show, this was probably going to be a little bit of a shorter week. But you know what? That's okay. Shorter show this week is what I meant because Re is super busy. I am really busy. And sometimes you just got to say like, you know what? We're going to have a good time. We're not going to add some extra fat to it. We're not going to pat it. We're just going to let it be what it is because we're busy and we got lives and shit we got to do. You Here for I mean? a good time, not a long time. <laughs> Guys, look at your little droplets of wisdom that you always just like spruce throughout. You sprinkle them throughout the show. Big fat <laughs> range <laughs> I mean, to me, that's wisdom. But, you know, oh, I love you. Well, thank you all so, so much for listening to this week's episode of What's Good Games. We will be back next week with some fun game reviews. We have some other neat things coming up. And I'm going to leave it at that for now. Have a lovely rest of your week. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.